there and can make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite travel podcast where I, your host, D. Carey, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. And um, yeah, shout out to this cold. Good times. Um, Happy it's not COVID. So this week, as promised, I am going to finish talking about our last trip to Dallas. And heads up, I don't know if I've mentioned, I say our because I travel with my boyfriend primarily now. For the past um, two years or so, you guys have known me as a uh, solo traveler. But now I got a nigga. I got a man that I think I'm gonna love forever. Shout out to Eve. Congratulations on her pregnancy with her husband. Um, I love seeing, especially black women, but women um, that have children later in life, as I will, God willing, be a later in life parent myself. I am uh, 36. For a long time, figured, eh, don't know. Kids are a lot of responsibility. I'll just be the fun wrench auntie. And um, kids, one day, we'll see. Uh, Also, updates. Added a plant. I was looking at um, last week's video on the YouTubes because that's also a thing. Feel free to uh, jump down to the description box of this episode and click the link to view this episode on the YouTubes to see this adorable face of mine. Um, But I added a plant because I really really got tired of it looking kind of just bland on the one wall. I'd been in my mind buying a plant, the perfect plant for the office for a while. I've got one, three plants in here other than this one here. Um, one that I need to toss. It's, it's gone. There's no saving. But, um, yeah, had more, few of them died. I'm doing my best y'all. Um, but so, oh, hack. So I, for a while thought I was going to put stickers on my luggage and thankfully I didn't, not because it's nice or anything like that, but because I ended up having to throw that suitcase away and then I would have had to throw all the, um, what do you call those? stickers with them. So I accumulated a bunch of stickers from different travels and a little heavy. And now I have them on this planter. So, um, yeah, little travel hack, all the, um, stickers. And this is from a candle at a candle burning. Where is it? Here you go at a candle burning. But, um, we're just going to angle it this way so we don't have to look at that for the whole episode. But um, cute little uh, travel hack. This is a basic ass um, pail. I think it's actually a trash can from Ikea or it could be an actual planter. Don't fucking know. Bought it from Ikea. Promise it didn't run me more than probably $10 if if five, maybe five. But um, buy a cute planter, a basic plain planter and zhuzh it up with some stickers. So that's a nice way to... Um, display some of your uh travel uh what do you call them souvenirs you can buy stickers which generally tend to be really inexpensive from different places that you go throw on a planter or something that you're not eventually going to throw out um if you have a a door 
you can use them even if you don't want to buy magnets and you use another magnet and stick the stickers on them. I don't know. Fucking stickers, y'all. You can put them on whatever. But I'd suggest putting them on something that you won't eventually throw out if there's something that you want to kind of hold on to for a longer bit of time. So there's that cute little hack, uh, or not even a hack. It's just an idea. And I think it's cute. I feel like you, a good portion of you are going to agree. Um, because you're here and especially if you've been here before, I feel like we're kind of into a lot of the same shit at this point. So why not tell you about things I like, right? So following up from, Dallas slash OKC. We, I ended out by telling you guys how incredible the Mark Rebier tour was in Oklahoma City. And I'd never been to Oklahoma. I went specifically for this show and didn't disappoint. Had a great time. Actually, just saw on Mark's stories that it looks like he's in the hospital. And he's supposed to be doing uh, the Brooklyn tour um, soon. So Godspeed, get well soon. Hope you're okay. He looks like he, you know, he expressed that it wasn't like life-changing, maybe just weak-changing and just a kind of shit situation. But he um, expressed that he was going to very likely still do the concert. But um, get well soon. Health comes first. You only get the one you, you know, you can obviously, uh, you know, redo a concert or, I mean, it sucks for the people that were excited to go and made plans or traveled in. And, you know, I know how I'd feel if I'd go into OKC for that, rented a car and then he wasn't performing, but ultimately I would also want him to be able to perform again at some other point. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want him to just perform for me because, you're a fully functioning human outside of me and the enjoyment you give me. Right. But, um, get well soon. Um, but the next morning after we went back to our Airbnb, after the very disappointing lack of food that we found in, uh, OKC's nightlife scene. Now, granted we were on one strip. I don't know if that's their only strip or not, but that strip was a bit disappointing. There was no fucking food. We found an IHOP that said 24-7 on the fucking door. But like I said last week, apparently we found an eighth day of the week because the bitch was closed. Uh, Yeah, my turkey leg from the fair, the Texas State Fair, came in clutch. So if any of that information is new to you, go back to last week's episode and catch up. And if you are up to date, the next morning, Saturday... We went to a breakfast spot called Hatch and it was in OKC. And according to the most adorable server that we had, I do not remember her name, but she was such a sweetheart. Couldn't have been older than maybe 20, maybe 22. Um, but such a sweetheart, very kind. And I remember being tickled. We, I was talking to her about something. Uh, I think somehow we ended up telling her that we were there just for the concert for the Mark Rebier show and that, you know, we were from New York and his friends were from uh, New York. Well, his friend Mark is from, New, my boyfriend's friend Mark is from New York as well. And his girlfriend is from Texas. 
So she was like, oh my gosh, you guys are from New York, but you're so nice. Like, aren't New Yorkers supposed to be mean? And I'm just like, well, we're nice. It's, you know, most of us aren't mean. Like, it's just a facade or it's a stereotype that people say about New Yorkers. You know, it's, that's our thing. Like we're abrasive and like rude and very to the point. Many of us are just direct and don't have time for your shit because we're fighting through a thousand people just to get 10 feet and just want to go to fucking work so that we can get back home. And you're standing in the street, looking at the sky as if you've never seen a building taller than you, not judging, not judging, but do that, you know, not in the middle of the sidewalk. And then enjoy the view. Um, But no, New Yorkers aren't all assholes. And I'm certain you could go to fucking Florida and find an asshole. It's just a a thing that people like to say about New York, but we are open to helping. If you're ever visiting New York and you're looking for directions, be careful, be wary of who you ask so that you don't get got. But feel free to ask. And many of us will absolutely take five seconds, 10 seconds to point you in the right direction. And if we have more time, we'll absolutely give you as much help as you need that we have the capacity to give. Um, And that's the same anywhere. Always be careful of who you're asking for directions or, you know, further information. You don't want to put yourself in a little bit of a precarious situation. You want to always read the room, be sure you're putting your safety first. But if you find like an average person that isn't out to get you, we're absolutely going to help you. So it tickled me that she was so like amazed that we were from New York and actually nice. And she was a very good server, kept coming back and forth. And I reiterate, if you find it in your heart or if you find that, you know, it's fiscally feasible to you, take care of your servers. Um, I know like a $20 tip on something in New York may not be a large tip, but a $20 tip in Oklahoma, Arkansas, you know, someplace where the cost of living is significantly lower compared to where I am. I'm in New York. But if you find yourself, say, in a developing country, And you know that $5 goes a long way there, even though what you would deem as a fair tip in New York, as in being maybe like 20% of like your $10 bill, like if you can give $5 as opposed to the $2 on a $10 bill, give the five because you know that you would have spent $20 on that service in New York. So, you know, or wherever you're from, those kinds of things where you feel like you can be a blessing, take the opportunity, y'all. I, I'm not rich, but I'm a nice person. I'm rich at heart. Shout out to Napoleon. He's got a, um, a line called rich at heart. Y'all see me wear the t-shirt before, but, um, you know, where you find that you can be a blessing, please do, please do. Like I really am one of those maybe naive people that feels like if there were more happy people in the world, if there were more people that were following their dreams and just, you know, not as stressed in unnecessarily stressful situations. You're always going to be stressful, stressed in a stressful situation, right? You're in a car accident, you're going to be stressed. Family member or friend, someone you care about or yourself is ill or, you know, in a situation where you find yourself needing urgent medical care, you're going to stress. 
certain jobs that many of us have, we're going to stress. But when you go eat or if you're going to the movies or if you're going to a bar, if you're going out, if you're doing something that's not supposed to bring you stress, you know, I feel like perpetuating that type or that energy of joy makes for everybody happy, makes everybody happier. And I feel like happy people help people and happy people tend not to hurt people. Um, unless you're one of those weirdos rabbit hole, don't get me started down there, but you get where I'm going. Right. So anyway, it was also brought my spirit a chuckle that she was saying that the restaurant that we were at was actually, do I have the receipt here? It's probably out in the dining room, but she was saying that where we were, where we were was one of the more expensive, uh, breakfast spots. And they had like IHOP prices, New York IHOP prices. And if you fuck with IHOP in New York, you know, them niggas charge more now. Them prices done went up. I remember the last time I took, I remember I took my dad to IHOP and taking my dad to IHOP was like, in my mind, the same as every time he used to G me and said, princess, you want to go get something to eat? Yeah, daddy, I want to go eat. In my little child mind, I was hoping it was going to be Red Lobster. And it was always, always either Ponderosa or Sizzler. Fucking hate both places. They were buffet places. The rugs, the carpeting in the place was always fucking nasty. The only thing that I would eat at the Sizzler's was the fried chicken wings or the mac and cheese because everything else skeeved me out. There was no top to the ice cream machine and I did not understand how anybody would want to eat ice cream from an open top machine. That was a childhood for me, you know? And so as an adult, I felt like the least I can do, even though I didn't like the restaurant, you know, I loved my daddy daughter dates. So, you know, I'm an adult. Let me throw some money around. I hop was it. I remember one time I think I spent like $50 on some breakfast fucking food, maybe more. And I said, no more. We're not doing this. And so, um, and that was just the two of us. Why am I spending $25 for one person's breakfast? You know what I mean? It's fucking IHOP. This isn't like, it's IHOP. All that being said, it tickled me that, um, you know, this was, the expensive breakfast place because it wasn't expensive to me. And that is perspective. It's because I come from a region or an area in the country where things just cost so much more. And so um, the food was good. I ended up actually getting an egg Benedict flight, which was just eggs Benedict. I think it came with three different variations. Delicious, fucking loved it. Everybody liked their breakfast. Um, it was a good time. Service was great. One of the things that I enjoy is keeping mugs from breakfast spots that I visit. I have, and they hold a special, special place in my heart. I have, and actually, the, the ones that I've taken with me, if you will, we're all somehow tied to my best friend and her family. So the first one, I remember I was out there, I believe it wasn't for her wedding. It might've been for her wedding. And it was like a girl's breakfast. It was me, her mom, her sisters. 
And the spot that we went to basically used mugs from the thrift store. And so I remember asking the girl because the mug was just so cute. And I was just like, I don't know, something about this mug. I really want to have something from this moment. I'm having a really nice time and I want to preserve this energy, right? So I asked the young lady and she was just like, quiet as it's kept, we get the mugs for like a dollar from the local thrift store. Girlfriend, keep the mug. So I was like, ooh, appreciate you, girlfriend. Thank you. Because I was really like, you know, like, how much is the mug? Like, I want to just give you $5 or whatever, $10 for the mug. She was like, oh, just take the mug. So there's that. I have another mug from Seattle. I actually linked up with this same besties brother. Hey, Leisha. Hey, Robbie. Um, While I was in Seattle and we went to, I cannot remember the name of the place, but I see the mug in my mind. It was a really cute mug. I liked the design. The breakfast was mad good. So I get the mug. And so very similarly styled mug, the hatch mugs were really super cute. And I had a really nice time because of my great server. The food was good. Great, um, but not community, um, great company. Um, my boyfriend, Mark, Nicole, excellent time. And so I asked the young lady how much the mugs were. And she was like, they're actually kind of expensive, but you know, if you're interested, they're $10. And I was like, girl, $10. Okay. Yes. Bring me a mug. And not in a condescending, like, Oh God, $10 is nothing. I was just like, okay. You know, $10 is doable. If I go to the airport, I'm going to spend $10 on a mug. You know what I mean? Is $10 more than I want to spend on a mug? Of course it is. I absolutely wish that I would have just fucking taken it. However, my bag wasn't big enough. And in hindsight, I walked out with the mug in my hand. It didn't come in a bag. It didn't come in a box. It just bring out a fucking mug for you. And so you walk out with the mug. So they, how would they have known the difference, right? So hindsight, pissed I paid for it. But Either way, I'm happy that I did. I had a great time. Hatch was a, a really nice little spot and their parking lot was full. So everybody seems to know about it. It was in like a really cute warehouse, but the where the warehouse housed a bunch of different places inside. Like there was a restaurant and then I noticed that there was so much else going on because their bathroom is, I guess, like a shared bathroom for the building. Excuse me. Like you go out the bathroom and down a little hall to make another turn and it's bathroom. But then you see that once you go like down that first hall, that there's much more to the building and it doesn't just include the restaurant. So it was a really cute area. You know, on the drive down, it was cute to see the area during the day. Um, I Again, we weren't in the same area as where the concert was. We were a little bit you know, further off, but not far at all. Um, maybe 10, 15 minutes from where the concert was. I could be wrong because I didn't drive. We took an Uber from the uh, Airbnb to the concert. And then we drove from the Airbnb to the restaurant. But either way, both destinations, both the concert and the restaurant were only 10, 15 minutes if 10 minutes probably max from where we stayed. And of course, where I stayed, the different restaurants that I visited and, you know, any other 
uh, I guess, reasonable to include links of information and vendors and stuff are available on the resources tab of travelandshippodcast.com. So if you find yourself in an area or if you're visiting and you want a little bit more information about some place that I've mentioned in the podcast or some place that I've been, you can always go there and check out the resources there. And that is consistently being updated. And if you don't see something there yet, just shoot me an email, dcarry at travelandshippodcast.com. And you can, you know, ask and I'll get that information to you. So, um, food Saturday was good. After we left the breakfast spot, we ended up going straight back to Dallas because we checked out of the Airbnb. So we went from OKC to Greenville, well, lower Greenville, and that was about three and change hours away. So it's about the same amount of time as it would take you to get from New York to say Atlantic City. Um, Three hours later, and it was really cool to stay with um, boyfriend's friends. Again, thank you, Mark and Nicole for that evening because we ended up leaving Sunday uh, afternoon. But we stayed with them on Saturday and it was nice to stay with them because it gave us an opportunity, well, more of an opportunity to see what it feels like to really kind of be in the neighborhood or in the city of Dallas with a as a, like more of a community feel, if that makes sense. Like not staying in a hotel, not staying in an Airbnb or anything like that. You're staying with niggas that actually just live in the area. So we walked the dog. So just walking around the neighborhood, um, being able to get recommendations from someone that actually lives in the community. We ended up getting, um, these really good sliders from this spot called son of a butcher. Uh, apparently it's TikTok famous or something. I don't know. I don't have the TikToks. I also don't live in Dallas, so I'm not necessarily in the Dallas TikTok world anyway. The sliders were good as fuck from there. Um, And it was nice to just walk around, see them stop every once in a while, talk to somebody from the um, neighborhood. And by once in a while, I mean like maybe once or twice. Um, You know, just talk to neighbors or people they know in the area to walk around and see what was there. And at their disposal, they're a really nice distance from... um, of like that, I don't want to say downtown, but from bars, restaurants, not too many shops. The shops were a little bit further away, but it was nice to be able to just walk to get something to eat and have like a ton of options and to really be like, you know, amongst a little bit of activity while still living in a relatively quiet and very, I guess you could say community focused or community centered um, area. So it was more like suburbs and then like not urban, but commercial district of a suburb area. That probably is the best way, I guess. I don't necessarily know. This is coming from someone that lives in New York and don't think that New York is all Manhattan. We like all of New York doesn't look like Manhattan. There are outer boroughs, which are Brooklyn, Queens, we don't count Staten Island and the Bronx. So when people visit New York, they generally visit Manhattan. Um, I feel like people are also visiting Brooklyn a lot. I don't really think anybody fucking visits Queens. 
I could see people visiting the Bronx because that whole Joker staircase was there or, you know, origins of hip hop. Um, but who the fuck comes to Queens? Those of us that are in Queens, we live here. There's certain areas where there's shit to do. Like Long Island City is really popping. The story has got some really nice options. Um, I feel like Kew Gardens has some pretty decent shit to do. But I'm in the hood. We don't really have nice things out here. But I love it here. This is where I grew up. This is where my family is. This is where a lot of my friends are. Um, these are where a lot of my childhood memories are. And I love it here. It is nice. I We have yards, you know. Niggas out here give a fuck. You know, we clean up. We have nice yards, front and back. So um, not every idea of, you know, I guess you could say city living is very urban development. It's not projects and um, buildings and, you know, concrete, like there's grass, like there's more to New York than what your typical movie may show. A lot of different movies will absolutely have characters that live in the outer boroughs, but I don't know what the perspective of people that aren't from New York is when they see that, you know what I mean? I'm a little bit curious. But anyway, it was nice to be in a neighborhood and not feel like a tourist. And that's absolutely the appeal and the approach that I go for when I'm staying at an Airbnb. That's why I generally choose an Airbnb over a hotel because it gives me more of a sense of the culture, the climate, and you know the tone of the people that live in the cities and the um, communities that I'm visiting. So that little walk around was quite refreshing. I really did enjoy that. And um, we ended up only doing the sliders because, possible drum roll, mm, I ended up being able to connect real life with, let me see if I can find what episode she was on, with, oh, this should be easy. Episode... 148 swim for the culture with danielle hodge i get to i got to link with danielle in real life so thanks to the fucking facebook algorithm i ended up seeing um an ad for big bouncy house and i remembered oh i was supposed to go to the bouncy house when they came to new york because danielle is the um tour manager so I was, let's go back to my notes. Here we go. So I was supposed to go to that. Somehow we didn't connect. I wasn't free or I don't remember what happened, but I see on Facebook that they're in Dallas the same weekend that I'm there. So I text Danielle and I'm like, girl, you in Dallas? And she was just like, what are we doing? Say less. When I tell you guest term friends, Danielle is such a, a fucking gem. I'm so glad that I reached out to have her on the podcast because now we're friends. I really enjoy um, being able to genuinely connect with people. And she's one of the people that I have absolutely genuinely connected with. And so we pulled up VIP treatment. Like we didn't pay for a thing. We parked And we ended up meeting her at like the welcome tent. She gave us our bracelets and she graciously escorted us to the bouncy house that had a line of people to get in that we did not have to wait on because VIP, honey, is VIP. 
we ended up being able to cut the line and get into the bouncy house before anybody else got into the bouncy house. And what's really cool about the bouncy house is that it's segmented into three different parts. Well, not the bounce house, but like the schedule for the day. So the young kids are in the morning. The teenagers are in the middle of the day and the adults are in the evening. So I want to say from like maybe seven to nine, six to nine. I don't remember the exact uh, time, but you're not bouncing around with a bunch of three-year-olds and you're not bouncing around with a bunch of like 17-year-olds either. So I want to say it's 18 and up or 21 and up, but that is in the evening, pull up. And when I, let me tell you something. You don't realize how out of shape you are until I guess you have that opportunity to really be a kid again. And I guess you don't realize how in shape fucking kids are. Bitch, I was tired after maybe 10 minutes of bouncing around. Maybe not even 10. Might have been fucking five. It took so much out of me. But just seeing grown folks having such a good fucking time really gives you a little bit more energy. So there's a, this is like, this is not like, but this is the largest inflatable, the largest bouncy house in the world. And they travel around the country. I believe they do international stops. I'm not certain. Don't quote me on that. But they absolutely travel around the country. And I was so glad that we ended up getting the opportunity to experience this. And I'm glad we got to bring our friends with us. The bouncy house was a really fucking kick-ass time. There also was, I did I mention last week? I don't know if you can see. Oh, it looks so much better. I'm trying to show you guys in the YouTube video. So I was coming down the slide and I got like a little, not a rug burn because it's not a rug, but I guess plastic burn or slide burn. My arm rubbed against the um, slide on the way down and I guess burn, you know, it was just friction burn. Um, but thankfully that was my only injury and it wasn't bad at all. Clean it up, put, you know, get home, clean it, put some needle spore in it and good to go. You know, it's not rocket science, but we had such a good time at the bouncy house. And there was also 900 feet of an obstacle fucking course. When I tell you, I don't know if it registered at the time. And if I had, I promise, not on promise, but I'm pretty certain that if I had, had this recollection. If I hadn't been so damn tired, I probably would have put two and two together. But this was absolutely the Legends of the Hidden Temple, Guts, Double Dare, Family Double Dare, um, Excursion of My Dreams. I, as a kid, swore up and down that I would always fucking body that competition, that them kids wouldn't have nothing on me and that they were all doing it wrong and that I was going to do better and win the competition. Even while in crazy fucking kids, we had some really good shows in my youth. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I don't know what the demographic is, but I'm curious, what are the shows that y'all used to get into as kids? Because if you really are from my demographic, we also... We had cable at the house, so I had Nickelodeon, had Disney. Um, so Guts, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, there was like that American Gladiator show for kids. It was like American Gladiator was one thing, and I feel like they had one. Was it Guts? Damn, I think it was Guts. I don't know. But then 
yeah, we had like a lot of like competition shows. Like those were our reality shows. So they were real, but it wasn't scripted reality. It wasn't about people's lives. It was about fucking everybody else up and winning the prize. I made myself proud because it was 900 feet of obstacle course. And I was already fucking white. After 20 minutes in the bouncy house, washed, sis. I was so tired. But it was fun. So you push through and you jump around, you go to this area, you go to that area. There's so many different little sections and corners. And, you know, there was a rock climbing wall. And then there's like, um, I ended up climbing the little thing to the top and which was a lot harder than I expected because it's all plastic. So, and also you're in socks. If you do like a big bouncy house, don't just, first of all, wear leggings or wear sweatpants, guys. Not the ones that may possibly ride up, but ones that'll stay on your ankles. Do not wear ankle socks because that was that was my crux. That was my fucking kryptonite. My socks kept coming off because I had, fuck these Nike socks, man. I don't know what it is about ankle socks that don't stay on my fucking ankles. It's pretty disappointing, but my socks kept coming off. They kept sliding off my heels. So I'm trying to climb shit and my socks keep moving. So I wasn't able to really get a good foot grip and I have more, um, leg strength than I have upper body strength. But in order to actually succeed and I wanted to fucking do it, I had to use a lot more upper body strength than I was expecting to, but you climbed like the little, it was kind of like a rock wall, but not because the bitch moves. Um, and that was in like the bouncy house area. And then we ended up going to the obstacle course. So the obstacle course, they did like a little buffer between couple, not couples as if you had to be a couple, but you went in pairs, you went in pairs through the obstacle course. Unless of course, I guess you wanted to go by yourself. But, um, there was a guy, I don't know if he was the referee or not, but he was like the, maybe I'll say mediator, but he was the guy that basically gave a little space. So people weren't running and jumping right on top of each other, but he gave a couple of jokes to talk to you, asked you what your name was and what your goal was and did a cute job, but 900 feet of obstacle course y'all. And I was already fucking tired. I have no idea how long it took me. Shout out to my boyfriend and his patience because he is more, um, a competitor, I guess, than I was. And I thankfully didn't, uh, get left in the dust. He, he did the course with me. I took my time. I was in no rush. I just wanted to fucking finish it. I wanted to do it because I didn't get all the way out there to not do something that was a little difficult for me. Right. Uh, a challenge. I would have felt like such a fucking pussy if I came back and was like, Oh, I was tired. I didn't finish. I didn't do the obstacle course. I wanted to do it and I did it. Now I wasn't climbing and jumping over anything in there that I didn't need to. If there was a cheat code where I could slide through the side, I absolutely did. But I completed the entire course, smarter, not harder. Um, and, you know, I had fun. It was a good fucking time. But I wasn't doing like tire dives and crawling through the tires. I walked on the side. I just wanted to finish it. And I did. So that was a really good time. We um, had some waters in between. Kicked it with Danielle for a little bit. Got to talk to her. Um, it was nice to see her and be able to meet her in person. Shout out. Danielle, 
Heart you, girl. Thank you so much for that. Um, we had a really, 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 really good time. Uh, and it was one of those things that you, I want to say like happenstance come upon. Like I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't planned. It wasn't orchestrated. It's just, again, like I mentioned in my uh, solo travel planning course, Google really does pull through a lot. When you just Google things to do in Dallas or um, things, and granted, this was also during the week of the state fair. So people were already out and about trying to do things. So this was a perfect time for them to show up there actually. But so that to say, Google is a very free tool. Um, you don't necessarily have to find all of your trip and travel itinerary points through Expedia, Airbnb, Viator. Those are my three favorite apps for booking excursions and experiences when I travel. You could also use Google. Just Google shit to do during the time that you're going to be in said city. So, and I found out about this um, experience through Facebook by accident because Facebook could be in your business. But in this case, it worked to my advantage. So don't forget the option of off app information. Ask Google. Absolutely check with Google and see what activities or, you know, experiences are happening in the cities that you're going to be visiting. So after we did the incredible bouncy house, we ended up going back to Lower Greenville and we showered and Mark and Nicole ended up running by a local taco spot called Tacos Imas. Let me tell y'all something. If I weren't so tired and if I wasn't like absolutely ready to just KO, would have eaten a lot more. When I tell y'all them shits slap, slap. Those tacos were so fucking good. So, so, so good. And I think I only had like, I think I had the ground beef ones, but they also, they had like, they bought maybe four different types of tacos. I didn't put a lot of shit on it. I just really, actually, I didn't put anything on it. I just ate it with the meat. I think I did. No, actually, I think I did. I don't know if it was like onion, like diced um, onions and maybe cilantro or onions and chives. I don't fucking know y'all, but whatever the fuck I ate, it was a ground beef taco from Tacos y Mas and that shit was so fucking good. It was so, so good. I really wish that I weren't so tired and that I had more of an appetite because I would have eaten so much. They were absolutely delicious. So if for any reason you're in Dallas and in the lower Greenville area, Absolutely go to Tacos Imas. I don't know these people. This isn't an ad. This is just me telling you that the food from there, those ground beef tacos were extraordinary. Do with that as you wish. Um, so that was Saturday. Wrapped it up. Sunday, we ended up going to brunch in the Addison area of Dallas. And we went to Vidora. Really cute place. Again, I had the best servers all through this trip in Dallas and the young man was so cute. So, uh, I had pancakes in mind. I really was looking forward to going to say like original house of pancakes. Cause I didn't know that that was a separate restaurant 
uh, that's not IHOP because I thought IHOP was the original House of Pancakes. I guess it's the internet. Oh, it's the International House of Pancakes. There we go. Um, differentiation. Didn't know it was a fucking thing. But apparently, original House of Pancakes. Boyfriend been talking about talking about. I want to go there. Ha ha. I'm thinking we're gonna go. Jokes on me. We ended up going to the spot, Vidura. Now, not in the sense that Vidura was trash. Vidura was really cute. Um, service was great. Food was good. However, I was in a breakfast mood and they didn't really have your typical brunch fare. It was, they had one, I think there was like one dish that had eggs. Um, you could obviously get the eggs any way you want it, but everything else was just like lunch food, but it was a brunch menu. So I was a little disappointed in that, but server was such a sweetheart. Anytime I asked him like, you know, I ordered, uh, that one egg dish and was like, uh, you know, so what kind of cheese do you have? Like, do you have cheddar cheese? No, ma'am. I'm sorry. We only have, I'm like, okay. So, you know, cause they only had like a three cheese, like, a like the Mexican cheese you put in taco tacos and shit or whatever. And I'm pretty sure it was a Mexican restaurant. I think, uh, Vidura was a Mexican restaurant. Ooh, the chips that they give you are so, so, so good. So good. The chips and the little, uh, like the dip, it wasn't a guac. It was like maybe a salsa verde sauce, I guess. Shit was delicious. The chips and dip, really good. Um, food was all right. Food was all right. I think the service was better than the food. I ended up getting the eggs. They had like a jalapeno bacon. That shit actually was spicy. And at this bigly age, I can't really do too much spice. And I also was very hesitant to do anything that might fuck with my stomach um, because I was going to be flying in like three hours. So I didn't want to get anything too spicy. Didn't want anything um, too heavy. Boyfriend got the French toast. I don't like French toast, apparently. I, I It's too sweet. I cannot deal with stuff that's too sweet. And it's so funny because that's one of those marks of getting old that people like to talk about. Like all of a sudden, oh, this juice is too sweet. Let me cut it with some water. Never thought I'd get here. I used to love the sweetest of the sweets iced tea. When I tell you my grandma made, it was a toss up between grandma and my aunt Sharon. They both made wildly, ridiculously sweet iced tea. Like that good old Lipton tea. Ooh, all my grandma would make the best Hawaiian punch. It was always so fucking sweet. Like 15 scoops of the stuff, of the, the sugar, like the powder. And then you add the water. Oh man, I had a great childhood. Really did. But anyway, now I don't really like sweets. I do sweets absolutely in moderation, not because of any dietary restrictions, not because of any health reasons. I just don't really have a sweet tooth like that. And so the French toast that they made there was French toast with like, um, it had fruit. I think it had like some kind of syrup and then it was extra grated sugar. It was too fucking much. Took a bite. Hated it. Um, but I ordered like a coffee server. I asked him, well, do you guys have cream by any chance? I'm sorry, ma'am. We only have, um, milk. It's 2%. <laughs> the young man was so apologetic and I'm just like, it's absolutely okay. But he, he looked so disappointed for like, like he was personally letting my, letting me down because he didn't, the restaurant didn't have, you know, whatever, but sweetheart again, 
all the service that we had in both Dallas and in OKC. Young kids, really, really sweet. Um, they really made for an enjoyable part of my vacation, a really enjoyable part of my stay. Um, the door was all right. Uh, again, more on the aesthetics. I could see pulling up for, uh, drinks and really having a good time. I hear that they turn it into like a, maybe a lounge or a club. I think they move some of the tables around for the evening. Not really sure. Again, you know, I don't live there. So just, it was a nice little visit. Um, but that was the wrap up of the trip. We had brunch, say goodbye to everybody. It was nice to see everybody together before we all, before boyfriend and I headed out and we flew back. Thankfully, um, y'all, I, you know, I, so far I will say I prefer JetBlue. Um, it just feels as if their seats are actually a little bit bigger and having a screen in front of you to watch a movie on your flight is always very nice. Even though I don't watch it, I go right to sleep. Um, and you got more snack options. Not every airline gives like chips, Doritos, popcorners, um, so that was a little disappointing to not really have any real snack. Like you pay all this money for your flight. Um, actually it wasn't that expensive to get to Houston, but I mean, Dallas, but it's, I still kind of, I guess, feel as if I come from the generation of folks that used to get food on the plane, like you used to get food, food, or you used to get much better snacks. And that's, definitely not the case with every flight I could see if I'm going like I've gone I've been on really short flights where they give better snacks so I guess it's just on the airline it's a personal preference but I will say that if something like that really matters to you then that should also go into factoring what airline you want to fly consider if you're flying first thing in the fucking morning like if you have an 8 a.m or a 6 a.m flight so that you're getting to the airport at like six, or if you're getting to the airport at like four o'clock in the morning, one, a lot of the restaurants in the airport aren't open. So by the time you get on the plane, you've already been up for at least three hours, four hours, and you're fucking hungry at this point. So if you know that you're going to be on an early flight that lasts for, you know, longer than your appetite wants to stay quelled, Consider bringing your own fucking food, consider bringing your own snacks or book an airline that will actually give you, uh, you know, substantial snackage or actually give you a meal depending on how long your flight is. So consider that something that you want to look into when booking your flight, just so that you don't end up like trying to eat your food on the plane. Something to think about. Um, but I just wanted to wrap up the episode with, um, the Airbnbs. So one thing that I will start with the OKC one, because I have a couple of extra points that I want to add about Dallas. OKC was gorgeous. We ended up getting a two bedroom because Mark and Nicole joined us and it was like a, I don't know if it was a converted warehouse particularly, but it was a very concrete, um, I guess, modern bear with pops of colors, um, lots of concrete and, there were three bathrooms, two bathrooms, three bathrooms. So it was actually a bathroom downstairs, like a half bath downstairs. 
each bedroom had their own bathroom, but it was like an open floor plan in the bedrooms. So I really wish I had taken video when we first got there, but everything was move, move, move. Like we got, when we checked in again, self-check-in, but when we checked in, we ended up, um, getting ready to go to the concert, heading out. When we got back, that probably would have been the best time for me to do it because we sat around, had some wine that went to sleep. Uh, but then the next day we woke up, checked out and went to breakfast. And so it was, you know, we were within time constraints because we had to get to the restaurant to eat before our flight. So it wasn't like, all right, well, let's stage everything. Let's straighten things. We made it so that it was clean enough for us to leave behind because you don't want to be that person that even though you're paying a cleaning fee, nobody wants to be the nasty one, right? But there were, so you walk into the bedroom and the shower is a standing shower, glass shower immediately on your right. On the other side of the shower is the toilet. And then across from the shower and the toilet was the sink. And then right behind the sink was the closet. And then across from the sink and the closet was the bed. Um, to the left of our bed was also a door that led to a little terrace. So each of the rooms had a terrace, little balcony, full bathroom in the room, except that the bathroom wasn't like closed in a room. It was just completely open to the rest of the bedroom. Upstairs was just the two bedrooms. There was no seating, uh, sitting area or anything like that, but it was the bedroom on each side. Each of the bathrooms had, uh, towels, plenty of, um, toilet paper, but I always notice when there's no soap in the bathrooms, that's a personal point of, you know, I want soap. Um, but I do not think that they, I'm 97% sure there was no soap in the bathrooms. I know that there was no soap in the downstairs bathroom, but there was hand soap in the kitchen. So I ended up just leaving that in the bathroom downstairs. Um, and it looked like a relatively new listing. So I think, um, I think Juju, that's what I call my boyfriend, Juju. I think Juju said that it was only, it only had like four reviews, which is a little few on the side for me in terms of choosing an Airbnb, but I'm glad he chose it because the shit was fly. So what else was about it? Good towels. There was, what else was it? We couldn't find a garbage can down in the kitchen because I was trying to throw the rest of the turkey leg out. Couldn't find a garbage Um, but I really did appreciate the wine that they left us. So that was a really nice touch, but otherwise it felt a little bare. I think that they had coffee and stuff. Um, we didn't make any coffee because we were going, you know, for brunch. Uh, but overall, beautiful, beautiful Airbnb walking distance from, uh, university of Oklahoma. And it was only maybe 10 minutes from the Criterion, which is where uh, we went to go see. I've got a sneeze coming. So if you're looking at my face and my eyes look crazy, it's because like I'm waiting on this sneeze to come and it's it's dancing around, being a fucking asshole. But we were maybe 10 minutes from the Criterion, which was a nice little downtown area that had a ton of bars. So it's a really inexpensive um, Uber to get to nightlife, raise the roof, have a good time. So I absolutely, absolutely recommend the Airbnb where we stayed. So I'll be sure to include that link in the itinerary as well. But um, Dallas, 
was of the two, my personal favorite Airbnb because I am a sucker for personal touches. First of all, both had free parking. Airbnb and OKC had a little lot. And in Dallas, there it was a we stayed in an apartment complex. And it was literally one block from the Rara. And 22-year-old me would have loved to live there. Bigly age 36-year-old me is like, I'm happy this is vacation because it's perfect for us to walk to food, entertainment, drinks, all of it. I love being able to show up and walk around the neighborhood. I don't want to have to use a car. I don't want to have to spend more money on Airbnbs or figure out a train schedule or depending on where you are, being on the train or the bus is part of the excitement, right? It's part of the experience in a location. When I'm in Europe, I love taking the fucking train. Not so much the bus because one, I don't like buses in New York. Um, Definitely don't want to take a bus abroad, especially when you're trying to read street signs. That can be really difficult to navigate. Um, But trains... Subways tend to be much more easy to navigate, my personal uh, opinion. But in Dallas, we were staying in the Deep Ellum neighborhood. We were in Deep Ellum. And we were, like I said, a block from, it was like, it was a block. We were on this street. You walked up. The next uh, street was the main thoroughfare, all the bars and restaurants and shit and free parking as well. So you come into the lot, you get the little code. Um, and initially when you put the code in, it calls the, I guess the tenant. So it called our Airbnb host. He let us in and basically you park anywhere on the right. So there's plenty of options, places to park your car. Then we ended up going to the apartment, figured out where it was and gorgeous. We had a really cute little balcony with a really beautiful view of the pool. The Airbnb came with a pool, well, it came with a pool, but there's a pool and you have access to the pool. There's access to the gym. I was too lazy to get up and go to the pool. Um, the next day, we I just did not feel like putting on a swimsuit and going. So I did it, but we got there. Not only did the host have bottles of water, in the fridge. He also had like, uh, I guess I think a white claw. Now I don't know if a prior guest left them behind or not, or if he, you know, went out of his way to put those there, but either way, whether or not he could have kept them shits for himself or he could have had whomever cleaned it keep for themselves, but he left it there for us. So I was pleased in the kitchen under the sink, full stocked, Cleaning with cleaning products. So if you want to clean up after yourself, I always like um, a home that will leave cleaning products at my disposal because I don't want to stay in in mess. If I spill something, I want to clean it up. If I drop something or whatever, I want to be able to uh, to sweep it up. I remember in Miami, I fucked up and knocked over a glass by accident. If there were no broom and dustpan and stuff, what the fuck would we have to do? Now I got to go buy your house a broom so I can clean up a broken glass. You know what I mean? Like that's, but I've also been places where I could not find anything. So I always appreciate when there are cleaning products and things available to me, fully stocked, um, kitchen, 
My man also had spices and hot sauce in the cabinet. Uh, coffee, tea options, nice little Keurig. Only downfall was there was no more creamer. I was sad about that. Um, but thankfully I ended up picking out a decent coffee blend and it tasted pretty good black. Um, we had TV with fire sticks. So we were able to watch, you know, cheddar, which is like a, a semi live, not live, but it's like a, an on loop news feed, but we enjoy cheddar watching cheddar in the house. So we were able to put that on while Juju did some work. What else did we do? Oh, what else was in there? Favorite part. There was also a washer dryer in the unit, but I ain't washing shit while I'm, aw- I'm while while I'm away. But we ended up having, uh, which I absolutely loved, was wipes in the bathroom, lotion in the bathroom. Not just lotion, but two types of lotion. We had a Bath and Body Works, um, actually three, because in the closet above the toilet, the cabinet that had the towels and stuff, there was also another bottle of lotion. So there was like some Bath and Body Works lotion, Bath and Body Works in there on the counter. I think it was the sleep one that smelled so good. I want to say it was maybe like a lavender, eucalyptus, I don't fucking know, but it just smelled delicious. Then regular lotion. And what I appreciated the most about that, for one, it's just culturally competent you know it's like you understand that people of color generally i don't know what the whites do i assume some of you moisturize but you know according to the social medias not all of you even wash your legs not saying that that's all of you i'm certain that there are also some blacks that don't wash your legs the point is this black washes everything and then likes to moisturize after but when i'm packing and especially if i'm flying and not taking a road trip it gets to be a lot of little three ounce bottles. You got one for your lotion. Uh, I mean, for your shampoo, conditioner. I do a Shea Nut Oil mix. I like um, Shea Nut Oil with lemongrass. That's my personal favorite as a moisturizer. But then sometimes you just want to put on some fucking lotion because it's nighttime and I don't need, you know, oil mixed with, um, I mix it with lemongrass as like a bug repellent. But um, in some areas, you don't really fucking need it. And other times I just want fucking lotion. And it always comes down to me remembering to put some lotion into a small container because all the lotions I have are too large to travel with a carry-on. So this man having lotion was such just like a welcome little twinge to my heart. I loved to see it. He also had a fresh bar dial soap in the wrapper um, in the shower. I don't like dial. It dries my skin, but I liked it being there. The fact that you left a bar of soap there, I appreciate it. What do you call it? Uh, Iron, ironing board, all of that in there. Those were the spices, the wipes in the bathroom, like personal wipes. Um, Lotion, wipes, spices, coffee. Left the, um, the white claws, little hard seltzers in the fridge. Water bottles in the fridge. Loved it. And it was a cute setup. Nice little um, little desk on one wall, a little table on one wall, um, the balcony. Then you had the little living room area. Kitchen had like one of those um, islands, not an island, but like, you know, the counter with the high counter that you could 
pull up to. And on the other side is like the sink kind of thing. Um, I enjoyed it. Really cute apartment. The building was nice. It was hard. It took us maybe like 10 minutes to to figure out how the fuck to get out. Um, Turns out you got to walk through the mail room, but we had to ask two residents. I always ask the black folks to ask to, uh, well, first I asked one young man, black guy, um, how the fuck do we get out? And he was kind enough to like walk us halfway. And I'm like, don't, I want to take you out your way. Like I saw you go in the complete opposite direction. I don't like, thank you so much. We just go this way, right? Okay, cool. So we go that way. Niggas are still confused. And so I saw another young man and I'm like, see, he was like, what y'all trying to get out? And I'm like, please, thank you so much. He was like, come on, y'all, y'all gotta go through here. Turns out you gotta go through the mail room. I wish they'd also put mailroom slash fucking exit. But I guess if you're trying to do some shit that you ain't supposed to do and you have no business being there, maybe it's good that you can't find your way out. But anyway, finally, uh, was able to get out. So that was the only part that, you know, didn't really love. Bed wasn't that comfortable at all, but that's personal preference. I prefer a firm mattress furthest thing from firm. Um, but overall, incredible, incredible stay. And as a black man, I love getting my Airbnbs from black folks just because it's like buying black, supporting black businesses. Um, I absolutely would prefer if everything were the same about an Airbnb, I'm going to book with the black person or I'm going to book with the person of color. Um, that aside, I would also rather just book with the native, with the local person. Um, if this is actually your hometown, like you actually live here, I'd rather give someone that is from the community that I am visiting my money, as opposed to someone that, you know, bought the apartment or bought the house. Um, they live out of state, never lived there, maybe vacationed there a few years and decided I want to buy a house here as a rental property. It's nothing wrong with that, but my preference is people of color, well, black people, people of color, and then locals. I absolutely want to pour back into the communities that, you know, low key you're taking from. You're taking up space, you're there as a visitor, as a guest. And excuse me, it's kind of like if you go visit someone or if you stay at somebody's house, or like if you're going to stay with a friend out of town, you don't necessarily show up empty handed, empty handed. You bring a bottle of wine, you bring a case of beer or something, or, you know, you treat them to dinner, whatever you you do a little something, right? So the least I could do if I'm visiting someone else's neighborhood is pour back into that community by putting money in the pocket of someone that actually lives there and not someone that just bought a rental property, uh, to make money and not be in the community. So again, Information will be on the website, travelshippodcast.com. Just go to the resources tab and click on itineraries. This way you can see the different places that I've been and check out some of the um, links to Airbnbs, restaurants, um, activities, and different things that I've done in the area. Uh, If you don't see the information there when you visit, just send me a message. Or if you're looking for some place that you don't see there, send me a message but um, that's something that I consistently revisit and update. So if it's not there when you check, check back or just reach out and I can get you the information. Um, that being said, that's pretty much it. Um, 
as always, travel is so much more than vacation and you can absolutely unlock the more than vacation part by checking in with yourself, doing things that, you know, your spirit needs while you're on vacation, you know, making sure that you are able to gain from the experience, something that you're unable to get while you're at home. If you know that at home, you're focused on work and family and responsibilities while you're on vacation or while you're traveling, take that time in a new space to use, to take a new look at some of the same problems that you've been having, or consider that, you know what, Although it would be nice to go, 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 jump here, do that, experience this. If you know that you just want to rest, listen to your spirit. Give yourself the rest that you need. It's not always about what you can do in the sense of, you know, consumption in terms of, you know, and sometimes it is, sometimes it's, I'm in this new space and I want to have as many new, um, activities and experiences as possible. That's great. I'm one of those. I am a rarely sit down kind of bitch when I'm traveling, always want to rip and run and do things because a lot of times I feel like I didn't come this far to not do something I've never done before, but I also know when to sit the fuck down. I also know when I've been doing a lot of moving while I'm home. So at this point, I think I just need to sit. I need to sit with myself and I need to rest. I need to reflect or I need to just be present. Just doing some of the things that I like doing while I'm home, which is nothing. I absolutely would love to just sit, flick on some golden girls, let it play out while I sit and have a drink with my boyfriend. We did that in Puerto Rico. We also did that in Dallas watch a movie. You watch a movie at home, right? And you get joy when you're at home from just watching a fucking movie. You can do the same shit on vacation. It doesn't always have to be about, well, I need to have something to talk about when I come back from vacation. You know what you can talk about? Bitch, I'm rested. I'm not stressed, sis. I took a minute to sit, be present and realize, wow, I have the resources to leave my home and see someplace new or revisit someplace that means a lot to me or to at least just step an hour away from home and just say, let me breathe, spend some time with friends if I'm staying with friends, with family if I'm staying with family or with myself or my partner or my friends while I'm in an Airbnb or a hotel. You should, and I really stress should, not that you have to, but I found so much joy and I found so much richness and things that I've gained in really just being present with what I need in the moment. And so I try every week, every episode to remind you that you're the gift. You are the secret sauce. And if you listen to yourself and really tap into, you know, maybe a new modality, yoga, meditation, affirmations, heart work, checking in and just listening to what your spirit is telling you at the time. You don't have to spend a lot of money to have had an experience or a good time. And if you really just kind of sit back and tap in with what's going on and being present, 
I promise you can come back with a lot more souvenirs than you actually need to spend money on. And if you need help with that, I have my Mindful Traveler course, which is also free. You sign up for that. And I, along with seven incredible black women in wellness, take a little bit of time to give you a way every day over the course of seven days to intentionally check in with yourself for the free so that you can be more mindful while you're traveling or even while you're home if you you know decide that you want to do it at home. But to be more mindful when you're traveling. These are all things that you can go, you can do on the go. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to bring anything. It's just being mindful. It's really just checking in with yourself. And I try to do it every trip. And I, I have never been disappointed. So I leave that with you, my offer. It's also free. Available on travelandshippodcast.com. On the resources tab, that resources page. A lot of information, all the things that I tend to mention and highlight, like the solo, solo travel planning course, the mindful traveler course, and my itineraries are all available for you on the resources page at travelshippodcast.com. Yeah, my nose is very stuffed up right now and I'm tired, but I love y'all and I'm glad you're here with me and I'm happy to share my experiences with you in the hopes that we can have a conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. And uh, be back next week and we'll do it all over again, folks. So y'all have a good one and I will check in in a week. Or find me on the uh, the internets, social media, or um, the website. All right, y'all. I gotta blow my nose. Bye. <laughs>